Part 5. The End of It The bed was his own. The room was his own. Best and happiest of all, the rest of his life was his own. He had time to make things right. I will live in the past, the present and the future, Scrooge repeated as he scrambled out of bed. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. Oh, Jacob Marley! Oh, heaven and the Christmas time be praised for this! I say it on my knees, old Jacob, on my knees! Scrooge's face had been wet with tears. Now he was glowing with his good intentions, and his hands were busy with his clothes, turning them inside out, putting them on upside down, tearing them, mislaying them. I don't know what to do, he cried. I am as light as a feather. I am as happy as an angel. I am as merry as a schoolboy. A merry Christmas to everybody. A happy new year to all the world. Hello there. Hello. He had run into the sitting room and was now standing there out of breath. There's the door by which the ghost of Jacob Marley entered, he all but shouted. There's the corner where the ghost of Christmas present sat. It's all true. It all happened. <laughs> he laughed and laughed. And for a man who had been out of practice for so many years, it really was a splendid laugh. I don't know what day of the month it is, said Scrooge. I don't know how long I've been among the spirits. I don't know anything. I'm quite a baby. Never mind. I don't care. I'd rather be a baby. Hello! Hello there! Church bells were ringing, the loudest peals he had ever heard. Clash! Clang! Hammer! Ding-dong! Bell! Bell-dong-ding! Hammer! Clang! Clash! Oh, glorious! Glorious! Running to the window, he opened it and put out his head. No fog, no mist. The day was clear, bright, stirring, cold, weather for the blood to dance to. Golden sunlight, heavenly sky, sweet fresh air, merry bells. Oh, glorious, glorious! What's today? cried Scrooge, calling down to a boy in Sunday clothes. Today? replied the boy. Why, Christmas Day! Christmas Day! I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. They can do anything they like. Of course they can. Of course they can, he called again to the boy. Do you know the butcher in the next street? I should hope I do, replied the lad. An intelligent boy, said Scrooge. A remarkable boy. Do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? Not the little prize turkey, the big one. What, the one as big as me? What a delightful boy, said Scrooge. It's a pleasure to talk to him. Yes, that one. It's hanging there now, replied the boy. Is it, said Scrooge. Go and buy it, and tell them to bring it here, so that I can tell them where to take it. Come back with the man, and I'll give you a tip. Come back with him in less than five minutes, and I'll double it. The boy, the boy was off like a shot. I'll send it to Bob Cratchit, whispered Scrooge, rubbing his hands. But he won't know who sends it. The hand in which he wrote the address was not a steady one, but write it he did, somehow, and went downstairs to open the door. He was that eager to be ready for the coming of the butcher's man. It was quite a turkey. He could never have stood upon his legs, that bird. They would have snapped off in a minute. So he added more money 
and sent it on in a cab. Scrooge dressed in his best suit and at last went out into the streets. The people were by this time pouring forth as he had seen them with the ghost of Christmas present, and walking with his hands behind him, Scrooge regarded every one with a delighted smile. He looked so pleasant that three or four men said, "'Good morning, sir. A Merry Christmas to you.' And Scrooge said often afterwards that of all the sounds he had ever heard, those were the sweetest in his ears. He'd not gone far when he saw the man who'd walked into his office just the day before and said, "'Scrooge and Marley's, I believe.' It sent a pang across his heart to think how this old gentleman would look upon him when they met. But he knew what path lay straight before him, and he took it. "'My dear sir,' said Scrooge, quickening his pace and taking the old gentleman by both his hands, "'how do you do? I hope you succeeded yesterday. It was very kind of you. A Merry Christmas to you, sir.' "'Mr. Scrooge?' "'Yes,' said Scrooge. "'That is my name, and I fear it may not be pleasant to you. Allow me to ask your pardon. And will you have the goodness?' here Scrooge whispered in his ear. "'Lord bless me!' cried the gentleman, as if his breath were taken away. "'My dear Mr. Scrooge, are you serious?' "'If you please,' said Scrooge, "'not a penny less. A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you.' "'My dear sir,' said the man, shaking hands with him, "'I don't know what to say to such generosity.' "'Don't say anything, please,' replied Scrooge. "'Come and see me. Will you come and see me?' "'I will!' cried the old gentleman, and it was clear he meant to do it. He went to church, and walked about the streets, and patted children on the head, and questioned beggars, and looked down into the kitchens of houses, and up to the windows, and found that everything could yield him pleasure. He had never dreamt that any walk, that anything, could give him so much happiness.' In the afternoon he turned his steps towards his nephew's house. He passed the door a dozen times before he had the courage to go up and knock. "'Who's there?' called a voice from within. "'It's Uncle Scrooge. I have come to dinner. Will you let me in?' "'Let him in?' So they did. And he was at home in five minutes. Nothing could be heartier. Wonderful party, wonderful games, wonderful happiness.' but he was early at the office next morning. Oh, he was early there. If he could only be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming late, that was the thing he had set his heart upon. And he did it. Yes, he did. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. He was full eighteen minutes and a half late. Scrooge sat with his door wide open that he might see him come in. Bob's hat was off before he opened the door. He was on his stool in a jiffy, scribbling away with his pen, as if working fast and hard would turn back the clock. Hello! Hello! growled Scrooge in his accustomed voice, as near as he could feign it. What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? I am very sorry, sir, said Bob. Yes, you are, Scrooge said. Step this way, sir, if you please. It's "'Only once a year, sir,' pleaded Bob. "'It shall not be repeated. "'I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. "'I am not going to stand this sort of thing any longer. "'And therefore,' Scrooge said, leaping from his stool, "'I am about to raise your salary.' "'Bob, 
trembled. "'A Merry Christmas, Bob,' said Scrooge, with an earnestness that could not be mistaken as he clapped him on the back. "'A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and help your struggling family.' Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more, and to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became a good friend and a good neighbour. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh, for he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened for good, at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset. He had no more visits from ghosts, and it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us, and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, every one.